Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever, whenever you are listening. This is Chain Wrestling with Mags and Sai, and thank you once again for listening. It is hugely, hugely appreciated. Uh, I am Sai, and with me, as always, is the Bree Mode to my Rack Attack, the Bellas to my Jedward, a podcaster that says you can look and maybe actually you can touch if the price is right mr magsy mags himself how are we doing my friend i mean i am a cheap cheap podcast whore so you can <laughs> definitely touch um and the price is it's negotiable so negotiable uh, yeah i'm doing okay good stuff mate good stuff how's your week been buddy what have you been up to um just the same as every other week in this yep. lockdown counting down the days to being able to get out and breathe actual fresh air <laughs> yeah just typical work week um podcast weekend i suppose yeah yeah i know what you mean same boat for me as always you know sort of looking for work i've had a phone call today about a couple of potential jobs so that's that's hopeful there um but it's just again as we seem to say every week my friend it's just groundhog day isn't it every day just blends into one it certainly does kind of like the pay-per-views in 2014 to be fair (laughs) that's a i mean that's a segue it's definitely a segue (laughs) they do kind of blend into one you know going back and looking at this match that wrestling twitter so kindly voted for us um we'll we'll, we'll get to to be fair it was either this or a clown well, yeah, but that they, made claim, the, they made the best decision. That claim was Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne's quality. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh no, true. sorry. You mean you mean Marty Gennetti being a claim? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with Marty Gennetti being a claim, uh, and I've, I've said it once or twice before on the show. And as soon as he's, he's now being brought up in this conversation, I'll say it again. Fuck you, Marty Gennetti. Okay. There's reasons for that. I'm sure one day we'll cover a Gennetti match, and I will explain. But there we go. Um, <laughs> hey, let me change my pick then. Well, now I can wangle from the Bellas to my Dinette in the space of <laughs> half an hour. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I've had, uh, like I said, pretty much a, an eventful week as always, mate. Uh, something fairly funny happened earlier on. Well, funny for everyone else around me, not me. We were, I, I went and picked um, my youngest up from school, which is, you know, one of the very few plus points to me not working at the moment and, and the whole lockdown situation is that I do get to go and pick Charlie up from school and we walk back together and we have a little chat oh, about her today. Yeah, that's, that's, that's lush. I, I love doing that. 
she's getting older and obviously they all are they don't get younger do they <laughs> <laughs> it'd be very weird if they did <laughs> yeah but i mean she's you know she's my youngest we're not having any more she's <laughs> she's 11 now she's going to senior school next year she's got to that age where she won't hold daddy's hand anymore um oh. she hurt her ankle at pe and normally it was a case of daddy carry me um but this is the first time i can remember that i've offered to give her a carry and she didn't want to know Bear in mind, I'm talking, I used to carry her years ago. It's not like I carried her, you know, because she's a big, tall girl, and I was a bit of a different situation, but... And carriers in, you mean piggyback? I'd, I'd give her a piggyback now, yeah, because she's yeah. bigger. But I used to carry her like a little baby when, probably at an age when I should have, she was maybe, you know, a, a few years older than she should have been. And my, my wife used to moan at me about that all the time, but, uh, yeah, it's one of the little plus points yeah, of... Yeah, uh, be doing with that. Oh, oh she used to, yeah, she used to moan at me, put her down, put her down, she's not going <laughs> to, you know... And I'm like, well, you know, she's she is my baby. She's my youngest. It is the way it is, you know. But uh, picked her up from school earlier. Popped in the shop on the way home, thinking I'll grab a few bits and bobs, and you know, um, sort of thinking something a bit snacky. What should I have? Oh, I might have a tin of soup or something for later. Um, so I stood looking at the different soups, and I said to Charlie, but I didn't realise there was this many people around me in the in in the shop either. By the way, I said I turn around to Charlie. I'm like, oh, Charlie, what should I get your mum? Does your mum like tomato soup? And Charlie, absolutely deadpan, quick as a flash, just looked at me and said, why are you asking me? You should know this. You've known her longer than I have. And I'm just... (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) And like... But basically, it was like the canned laughter on an episode of Friends or Cheers or something. The whole store just just burst into hysterics. That I've been absolutely mugged off by my 11-year-old. And I just kind of stood there wishing that my little... uh, my little COVID mask was bigger to cover up my red cheeks because <laughs> I just basically stood there looking like an absolute fool. So yeah, thanks. Thanks to my youngest for that. That was awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you have to now tell us what soup did you get? Oh, I didn't. In the end, I just bought pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I didn't have the, I didn't have the relevant information, mate. I didn't have the I didn't have the does is that suit that she likes? I'm not going to gamble with that. I mean, it's an extreme. Uh, I I didn't want to risk getting you a soup that you didn't like, so I went for pizza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone, did she enjoy the pizza? Yeah, yeah. Go win, 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 win. Pizza, mate. Don't they? Do you know I mean? <laughs> you know, you're going to be really amazed at me as well, Mags. You're going to be super impressed. Um, I've been doing clever computer stuff this week this won't go well <laughs> brilliant thanks for the vote of confidence <laughs> um i've had a few issues with my laptop sort of the signal for the wi-fi dropping in and out a little bit when i'm when i'm home and so on i can't get any faster that i'm told by my supplier it's as good as it gets and so on so i looked up a type of cable to use is it an ethernet cable is it is that what it's called ethernet and rj46 i don't know about the numbers and letters afterwards but yeah ethernet (laughs) so i'm currently got my my actual laptop plugged into the internet all on my own i did that all on my todd didn't have to ask a kid for my help or anything mate my kids i didn't ask the person on the phone uh from the internet supplier tell you how to do it no i ordered one online It, it arrived i opened it up i sorted it out myself and that's i'm talking to you right now with my laptop plugged into the wall so basically, a, a machine designed to be portable is now tethered to the wall. Well, I suppose when you put it like that, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so what you've done is you've taken essentially what could be classed as a, a mobile phone, 
and turn it into a landline with your with your laptop. The same kind of same kind of mentality. Why have you always got to piss on my chest? <laughs> no, do you know I'm actually I am actually really proud of you for for, for taking uh, the initiative, and I bet your internet speeds are a hell of a lot faster because they just generally are over over cable than they are over Wi-Fi. Yeah, I've not had any problems yet, mate. So it's going alright. And secondly, I as we discussed, I think it was at the end of last week's episode about putting up a, a spreadsheet and so on and having a look at what scores we've given different stuff and different matches and how the chain has been. So, you know, so we can always trace it back if anyone asks, I guess. I've been knocking yep. that up as well, mate. I'm not quite finished just yet, but I've been uh, oh, cool. knocking that up. So a couple of little funny funny little stats, I suppose, that have come up in the last, what we on? This is episode 16 we're recording now, so the previous 15 episodes. Um... You have won eight votes to my seven mags, so wow. marginally neck and ahead. neck, neck and yeah. neck. Um, and you have won the last three in a row, so that's really sort of domination in the recent weeks, my friend. Well, it also shows that I was way behind, so you was you took the lead. Well, yeah, that, yeah, I suppose it does. Yeah, um, our highest rated is Okada versus Omega two. Way back on episode seven, um, cream soda cologne. That episode was entitled, which I believe. <laughs> what do we give that? You gave that a nine and a half. I gave that a nine, and our lowest rating is Sting versus Meng, a bash at the beach '95 in the episode entitled "Medium Sized Stingers" number thirteen. We both gave that a two out of ten because it literally shit the bed, didn't it? It did. I mean, we may beat that today though mm, potentially um <laughs> and funnily enough all these different episodes we do tend to agree quite often on on score which is which is really surreal for me considering we don't communicate about this ahead of time we literally just press record and start talking don't we yeah um there's some matches that you've given slightly higher than i there's other matches that i've given higher than you um we agree on quite a few over the last, what did I say, 15 episodes or whatever, we both average 7.1 in our ratings mags. Both of us, exactly well, the same. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it actually really is. If, if we've been glad, I mean, you just said then about Kenny and, and um, Okada being uh, half a point different mm. in our score. So we must really balance out when it comes to, to some of the other picks uh, to, to keep that equilibrium, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find that quite uh, quite interesting. But then I, I'm a bit of a geek, so I suppose that you know explains that. Oh, very quickly actually. Whilst I think of it, completely changing the subject here, a bit of bit of a bit of a swerve in direction. Do you remember Pinky and the Brain Mags? I certainly do. Right, I don't know why this popped in my head earlier. I think I was talking. Like I said, I brought Charlie home from school, and um, I can't. Oh, that was that was it. She said, "Oh, what are we doing tonight?" So I naturally responded same thing we do every night trying to take over the world yeah. like they did at the beginning of the pinky and she had no idea what i was talking about so i found it on youtube and put it on and i'm sat there roaring i'm sat there crying i, I thought it was absolutely hysterical <laughs> and she and again charlie's just sat there absolutely blank faced like you know, don't go wrong she's going around now singing the song and talking about it and stuff now but at the time watching it she was very much just blank faced and just like what is this dad this is you know <laughs> i want to go back and watch annoying americans on youtube dad leave me alone sort of thing kids these days 
Oh, mate, yeah. I don't know why that just popped in my head then, but I mean, it, yeah, I, I thought I'd quickly ask you because I, I speak to other people and a lot of people tell me they don't remember Pinky in the Brain. I thought it was a big, big thing. Yeah, I mean, I remember it. Uh, maybe it was just a sign of that kind of era. Um, yeah. Yeah, kids, so they probably don't understand it because they have not, they harbour no ambition to take over the world. No, no. And they watched, <laughs> they all watch YouTube and TikToks and all that shit now, don't they? Yeah, I've got, exactly. I, I went through it after, uh, after she went upstairs, I got the old cable box thingy up and I had to look through it. And there's 18 kids' channels on this cable box, Max. Now, I don't have the cable box specifically for that, but to get other channels that the wife likes, the kids' programs are part of that package, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 18 kids' channels, mate, on the cable box available to my kids. and not uh, Yeah, and they've got also the movies are on there as well, right? So you've got all the on-demand as well, because that's all clever stuff they do now with, with the cable in it. You can go back and choose and pick and choose that on-demand movies and whatnot. So they've got access to all this television. And all they do is watch these bloody Americans opening boxes on YouTube all the time. I don't understand. For, in, in my house, we've got a, um, a soon-to-be two-year-old uh, baby in it, and literally in, in either our uh, front room or uh, in the, in our kind of office-slash-podcast room, there's always Octonauts on because she's absolutely obsessed with it. Uh, and bear in mind, in my, in my uh, office, I've got a 140-inch projector screen uh, hooked up to our Virgin box. So she's got like a cinema size of Octonauts and we have to listen to it every single day. I can ram off every episode of Octonauts. I know the songs, <laughs> I know the storyline, but yeah, she just absolutely adores it. Mate, you got to give us a blast of it now, aren't you, surely? No, I don't have to <laughs> at all. <laughs> Not uh, at all. Uh, They've made two movies of Octonauts. That's how I. bad it is. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Octonauts? I, I I know the name, but I wouldn't know it if I saw it. I don't think. I mean, my my youngest at home, or the youngest kid, I suppose, in and out of the house is still Charlie. So when she was little, it was very much in the night garden um, and stuff like that. Uh, and now she's older, it, 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 it's a different set of stuff again, I suppose. Okay, so, so I'll go over the, the basic premise then of Octonauts. So okay. these are a, a team that go around the ocean uh, doing uh, going on adventures, helping all the ocean critters. So you have a captain called Barnacle, uh, <laughs> who is a, a panda bear. You have a, a, a medical officer called, um, I think he's called Puyo. He's a penguin. Then you have Quasi, who is kind of like the, the dog's body. That's a, a one-eyed cat, who is also a pirate. And then you've got a little <laughs> team of, of, I think they're radishes, or they may be little carrots. Uh, they, they, um, they're, again, they're just like the lackeys. Um, and then there's a, there's a big like octopus thing who wears a monocle and he's like the, the brains of the outfit and like the historian. So yeah, they go along, uh, on the seafront, uh, doing like little jobs. I mean, they've, they've cleaned the teeth of a shark. They've, uh, helped, uh, uh, coral grow. Um, yeah, there's, uh, it's every day is a new adventure for, for the octonauts. So, like this panda and this one-eyed cat and whatnot, they're, they're under the mm. water. 
Yeah, they wear obviously um, like a, a a diving suit. What do you mean? But obviously, they, 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 they wear they a dive. Like, what do you mean? Obviously, they wear a dive. <laughs> Look, that's the most natural <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah, this this cat and this panda they go around saying, so "Obviously, they wear a, like I, I, I'm the stupid one for asking." <laughs> well, obviously, they wear they, a dive. They wouldn't be able to breathe underwater, would they? That makes no sense at all. Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> and every time there's uh, an incident <laughs> going on, they press the octonaut alarm, and the, the 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 alarms go off, and then there's a little song to gather all the team together. And then after they've done the adventure, uh, the captain sings a song about that particular creature that they've helped. Oh, okay. We should have a song. We should have like a a, a podcast anthem or something that we sing just <laughs> go on out to sort of get us all pumped up and ready to go you know i'll have a think about what that can be yeah, yeah as long as it's not the octonauts theme tune i'm up for that i'm blatantly playing that at the start of the episode this week you know what i don't know? <laughs> <laughs> and i'll sing along because it's ingrained in my brain it's like muscle memory now when you hear the song you just know the words straight away amazing <laughs> Oh, fantastic stuff. Okay. Um, shall, we, shall we jump to Twitter at Mags and have a little look at what we've had there this week, people? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Um, we put the uh, on the Chain Wrestling uh, Twitter account, at Chain underscore Wrestling. We asked for uh, interactions with your siblings or in- interactions you know of other, other siblings having that may be amusing or dangerous or scary or horrible, whether that's through wrestling accidents or um, general actual fights or anything like that, anything that could be a sibling orientated, because this is with Nikki versus Bree being our topic this week, Max. This is, I think, the third episode in a row where we've had siblings involved in our matches that, that, that mm-hmm. the listeners voted for. I think that's quite surreal as well, isn't it? It's Yeah, it's... Uh... It's just the way the chain t- took us down this path, though. Um, I'm sad it took us to the Bellas uh, farting. I mean, who wants to see sisters fart? Um, unless it's the, the kind of like a, a different kind of movie. Um, well, like the site but, we mentioned last week, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still got sent you that link. Sorry, man, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's weird how uh, how we come to these these different matches through through the link it's really interesting yeah yeah definitely and it's, it's funny as well going back through that spreadsheet i've been knocking up looking at the matches we've actually covered i'm sort of thinking man that's that's insane because we literally just spoke about this and now we're on about this and i, I love it i love it and yeah. um I, I put a tweet out uh yesterday i believe that i tagged you in as well max to say basically um i wanted everyone who who interacts with the show well, first of all, everyone who listens, first of all, that's that's hugely important. But everyone who interacts with the show, whether it's the minimal interactions we do have on on the on the Facebook or Twitter is the main one. Obviously, we have people answering um, our, our, our open questions, I guess, like this week about the the sibling stories or the, the drinking stories we've had previously. Uh, everyone who votes in the poll, everyone who retweets the polls, everyone who interacts with the show and everyone who listens to the show. I want to make sure that um, I. I I know it's okay to speak on your behalf here as well, Mags, just whilst I'm sort of doing this. I want to make sure that everyone's aware how grateful we are to everyone taking the time to listen and interact and so on. It wouldn't work if it was just me and Mags talking nonsense. So this is very much, Chain Wrestling is very much your show. You people listening and who interact with us, it, it's your show. And 
I'm really, really grateful that you make it as fun to do with mags for me as you do. Mm-hmm. And I, I can only echo those sentiments. Uh, I, th- I think the the best ideas in in creating content are always the simplest ones, uh, where you don't they're not overly convoluted. You don't need a, a degree to understand them. And with this, uh, it's such a a clever but unique uh, and but relatively simple idea. And I'm I'm really shocked that no one's c- kind of come up with it before. But as Simon said, it it just wouldn't be as fun um if it wasn't for the the stories and the interaction that we get with uh with you guys online uh you make this show what it is you you kind of help us down this path and and yeah it's a it's a real highlight of of both man and simon's weeks yeah i i love doing it it's brilliant it's brilliant and of course it's naturally going to be a fairly simple idea because i'm not going to think of anything particularly complicated (laughs) i've I've just been trying to celebrate the fact i've plugged a wire into something this week you know (laughs) that's 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 kind of how complex i get mate yes all right um okay so we'll get to a few stories about siblings then we've had we've had a few people messaging about stuff that's been going on as they grew up um and so on and we'll start first of all with with something that happened with me and my, my younger brother um i mean I'm, I'm 40 now he's in his mid 30s this is going back quite a few years um we used to go over the field by my parents house when where we grew up uh, i used to go over there and want to play football or perhaps i was going to meet a, a girl or perhaps a few of the lads were going over to have a smoke or something a bit naughty whatever when i was 14 15 something like that mm-hmm. um Every now and again, my mum would be like, take your brother with you. And it was the biggest drag in the world. I mean, now, Aid, I love you a bit, you know that. But at 15 years of age, I was like, oh, man. So one time we took him over the field and everyone was messing around, just being idiots. Just just kids in the summer, you know. Yeah. And we'd been, me and my brother had been watching an old VHS tape of, I'm not sure which wrestling event it was. And it basically ended up with me putting my younger brother in the sharpshooter. Um. Wow. Again, you know, kids do these things. The, the, the most ignored instruction in the world is the WWFs. Don't try this at home. Because yeah. everyone freaking does. Yeah. That, that is a challenge more than, more than an instruction. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I put the sharpshooter on our aid, um, turned him over. But I actually, I, I, kind of, I must have cinched it in quite, quite tight or something. I don't know. Because there, was, there wasn't a crack or anything. There was like a pop that, that me and him both... Ooh both heard a big pop so naturally i dropped his legs in absolute fear of i'll be honest not fear that i've hurt my brother fear that my dad's going to kick the crap out of me when he finds out that's what i was really scared of um and our age basically he had pins and needles in his legs and he couldn't move his legs properly for not long it was only like you know i don't know it's difficult to judge because it was so long ago but i don't know maybe 30 seconds but that felt like oh yeah and all i'm thinking is shit i've i've put my brother in a wheelchair oh my god what have i done oh my god what have i done and then oh my god i'm in so much trouble when i get home you know i thought i'm gonna get my ass kicked here for basically making my brother paralyzed putting him in a wrestling move so kids if you're listening i mean that's a that's actually a good show as well if kids are listening to to chain wrestling with mags and Sai, um the parents of those children, you're letting yourselves and your children down. This is not a suitable show for young kids. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if parents are listening, you're letting yourself down. Yes. By listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, kids, if you are listening, when, when the WWE, WWF or any other wrestling company says, don't try this at home, they mean it. Don't yes, try this do. at home. Yes, they do. 
Um, we had a message from our good friend, Dan Griffin. <laughs> Sponsor of this section. Yep. Um, <laughs> and that's at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. Uh, he says that he got drunk and pump handle slammed his brother in a pub smoking area just to prove he could. Now, that's not just picking somebody up and chucking them about. That's not putting a hold on. That's not even like the, the standard choke slam, which you see a lot of these drunk fights in, in the bars and recreating wrestling moves tend to be the go-to. A pump handle slam. That's quite a quite a spectacular move to do in a beer garden, isn't it? Let's be honest. And it, it's... I don't understand why he had put the emphasis on the fact it was in a a pub smoking area. Did he put him through a table, like a a, a pub table? Um, no, it just says slamming his brother in a pub smoking area just to prove that he could do it. Wow. I kind of hope he went through a table. I hope he's okay. I don't want him hurt, but I'm thinking, you know. Well, I think he's okay because he actually replied to, uh, to the... Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, uh, at Guru Guru of Matitude is his brother on on tune, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, he just walks with a limp now because his, his <laughs> spine's just been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Griffin K uh, at Griffin K one on Twitter. A uh, couple of little ones here from him. Um, he once cut his brother's eye open by countering a Boston crab. Um, bashed his face into a chest of drawers. So I'm assuming his brother has has put him in a Boston crab here, and he's powered out of it. And, and the guy, his brother's gone flying face first into his chest of drawers, and he's basically cut him open. Um, I think that shows some that shows some power there. That does absolutely it does. Yeah, that's like Hulk Hogan level power powering out of a Boston <laughs> crab, isn't it? You know, or warrior. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty smart. Oh, well done, Griffin K. That's excellent stuff. You probably missed, a, missed your calling in life if you can power out of moves like that. Um, he also had a friend AA him um, off a bench at school, uh, and he, he sold it for ages, he's put here. Uh, in fairness, he did throw me like seven feet, he's written. Um, he thought he'd seriously hurt me, but I was fine. It was just a wind-up, which I suppose is, is quite mean, but also quite brilliantly funny. If your mate is genuinely panicking that you've hurt him. Um, <laughs> so he's got the power to muscle out of, of, uh, of Boston crabs, and he can sell like a champ. Why is he not now working for the WWE? He could beggar's be. belief. He could be the second coming of Hulk Hogan, couldn't he? If he can sell and has that power, he could be what Vince has been looking for. He could be. What? He, could, he could be sat back at catering now, not getting on TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you get the free food, man. I'm all about the free food. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't worry, you've got to pay for your own transport and all that sort of gump to get it. So I don't know if it's actually free when you figure it all out, but whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, my daughter Anya messaged me to tell a story that I'd forgotten about, actually. Um, and it's not actually wrestling related, but it's about my two middle daughters. Uh, Anya and Liv used to share a room here and they used to quite often sleep next to each other. Or sometimes if they wanted to watch the TV, they would go into my room and they'd sleep on the double bed watching TV and they didn't ever be fall asleep because they were young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of times we would find Anya's head, not on the pillow, but Anya's head on Liv's arse using Liv's backside as the pillow was unbelievable. But they were falling asleep separate because I would see them asleep. 
And then at some stage in the night, Anya, in her sleepiness, would eventually move over, cuddle up to her sister or whatever, and end up falling asleep with her head on her arse. Which I don't understand how that kept happening over and over again. But on one occasion, I witnessed her, I witnessed Liv, you know, give a bit of a, a rip warring fart and, and wake Anya up. So that tickled me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. And I know Liv's very proud of that as well, even to this day. They're both much older now. So, yeah. Um, Whatever, I suppose, I could tell that's quite amusing um, with regards to. A wrestling move or something it's not actually a sibling it's my dad i saw my dad choke one of my friends once almost like a choke slam position and pick him up off his feet uh this was because my my friend was outside the front of our house winding my dad up calling him old and all this sort of stuff and then my dad put out his cigarette and started chasing him just messing around like oh, i'm gonna get you you know beat him up and all just just joking around and they basically ran around the block. And when they got back out the front of the house, we had this little green clearing at the front of our house. Um, my dad started clutching his chest, um, wheezing, stumbling a bit, dropped to his knees. And I'm, I'm shitting myself at this stage. I'm, you know, we're, we're quite young, me and my friend. We're, we're like, I don't know, 12, 13. I'm absolutely terrified. I'm screaming for my mum. My mum's come running out of the house thinking that basically my dad's having a heart attack. Um, and he drops to the floor, clutching his chest, my dad. Um, we're panicking like how my friend runs over and he's literally saying the words, dude, I've killed your dad. I'm so sorry. That's literally the words he's using, um, which at the time, looking back, it is quite humorous. But at that moment, it did literally describe what happened. Um, and as he stood over my dad, my dad obviously pulling off an incredible cell job. His eyes sprang open, his arms shot up and he grabbed my friend around the throat and said, I've got you now, you little prick stood up and <laughs> effectively choked effectively choke slammed him on the grass which was superb you know <laughs> again not siblings per se that's my dad and and one of my friends who's he's effectively a brother because he's he, he been my best friend for as long as i can remember you know so that was a that was a great tale there <laughs> a great moment obviously my mum was fuming because my dad was pretending to be dead you know <laughs> but yeah there we go well how about yourself max have you got any uh brothers or sisters my friend i have um but um, I spent a lot of my uh, younger life uh, in social care, so I don't okay. really have—I don't really have um, a relationship with my uh, parents or with my um, siblings. Uh, but I do remember uh, something that's haunted me since uh, the day it happened. Um, don't worry, it's not a horrible story. Um, but when I was younger, I was uh, mad on the A team. Oh, I, I love the I absolutely loved the show. And one Christmas, I received um, an A-team van, uh, but it was uh, it was a van where you could take the roof off, and inside it had like a little playset, so you could put like the A-team figures in, um, and you can uh, put the lid back on and drive the van around. And oh, it was brilliant! Absolutely, that sounds awesome. It. it it really was. And then my uh, my uh, younger brother, he decided to sit on it and popped all four of the wheels off in one go. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's haunted me, and I've spent many a year looking for a, a new A-team van to replace the one that that was crushed by my by my little brother. So, oh, dude. Yeah. I feel genuinely yeah. gutted, now. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it's probably the best story I've got with my <laughs> brothers and sisters, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, um, I loved that 18 man. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and that, that few weeks I had with it after Christmas uh, was some of the best times of my life as a kid. And, and yeah, and he went and sat on it and popped the wheels off. Douchebag. <laughs> oh mate okay this is it then if anyone out there has an 18 van or knows of the location of one or even comes across one online reach out to the show at chain underscore wrestling on facebook or twitter let us know and uh, me and mags will sort it out and we'll get it up to burnley how's that mags yeah <laughs> that sounds amazing just don't let any fucker sit on it simple as that <laughs> yeah, just don't don't crush it <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Hello, brother. This is NWA WCW Enhancement Talent, Randy Hogan, baby. Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang rough. But not as rough as listening to Cyan Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cyan Mags and chain wrestling, brother, runs wild on you? Oh, okay then my friends um i guess all that's left is for us to talk a little bit of wrestling yes let's do it sir okay um your choice won the poll this week uh, a very close poll actually wasn't it it was um uh 52 in favor of nikki bella versus brie bella uh first of all what the hell were you thinking? And secondly, what the hell was Wrestling Twitter thinking? Putting this, up, <laughs> putting this up as the selection. I feel, I feel screwed over, like how you got screwed over a few weeks back, Max. Yeah, and the the more worrying thing was, it, it, for a long time, it was way out in the lead. So yeah. it seems like uh, going into the final stretch, uh, Doink uh, and got a little bit of love. But uh, this has probably made me the proudest. Um, in, in the time that we've been doing the show, when uh, when your daughter said, I love you, Dad, but I'm picking the Bellas, which for yeah. was brilliant. It's, it's typical of this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The wife voted for the Bellas match as well. Um, it's quite funny, actually, because I've watched it this afternoon, and she came in from, uh, she went to the shop, and she came in from the shop as I put the network on. Uh, and she was like, oh, God, you're not going to make me watch the Bellas, are you? And I was like, are you taking a piss? What do you mean no, make making you... me watch it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean make you watch the Bellas? Jesus, you voted for me to have to watch this, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, my daughter, Anya, I, I said last week, you're guaranteed at least one vote from her because she was Nikki Bella obsessed. That was her her mm-hmm. idol. She, she loved it. She got Nikki Bella baseball cap, T-shirts, I think, all sorts. She loved the Bellas back in the day. Um, yeah, I suppose we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a little look into it. I mean, it's the Hell in the Cell 2014 pay-per-view. You can find this match if you want to, uh, if you've not already watched along with us, you want to go back and review it afterwards. I mean, I can't see why you would, but there we go. Some people do think odd things, don't they? <laughs> um, it's the second match on the card. So I basically just press play on the pay-per-view and let it run. The, the opening yeah. to the pay-per-view it's brilliant, isn't it? The, the the wire mesh fencing on people's faces and so on, that little video package. I thought that was really good. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it was brilliant stuff. And then you had Cesaro versus Ziggler. Two out of three falls. I quite enjoyed that as well. For the, for the RC title? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it was good, man. It was good. Um, and then it kind of takes a bit of a nosedive, I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, one thing about that Cesaro and Ziggler match that re- was interesting, I mean, the action was as good as you're going to get with two uh, uh, of the, the the most underappreciated wrestlers on the WWE roster, um, was they went 2-0. If a, a two out of three falls, you usually always get a two-one finish, just, yeah. just for a little bit of like um, excitement, I suppose. But yeah, Ziggler wins two-nil. It was uh, really burying uh, Cesaro in the dirt. Yeah, it was. It was. He was really popular as well, Ziggler, wasn't he? I don't know if he's from mm-hmm. around that. Is he from around that way? I, I'm not sure, but I, I have no idea. No, no. Um, and then we basically we don't really have any build-up to this. There's a brief a brief chat with Cole and the other commentators and then the music hits and, and the twins come out to start their match, don't they? They certainly do. I mean, I've gone back and, and uh, because this match is really short, I think it's about six minutes uh, yeah. from bell to bell. Uh, so I actually went back and, and cause this was in the period when I was checked out of wrestling altogether. And, uh, they, they, as much as uh, as good looking as the Bellas are, they weren't the kind of wrestling that would have brought me back. Uh, so I went and, and and kind of did a little bit of digging into why these two uh, twins were 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 fighting. So it actually it all started going back to payback uh, 2014. Uh, and Brie Bell actually quit the WWE kayfabe, obviously, um, when uh, Daniel Bryan, her husband, was uh, was told that he had to forfeit the the title, or Brie would end up being fired. So she quit uh, to take that uh, that option away from from Daniel, and um, she ended up slapping Stephanie uh, in the face. So then, as retaliation, Stephanie kept putting uh, Nikki Bella in all different kinds of matches where Bella and uh, Nikki would end up getting beat up. Um, and then we get to July, and uh, Brie is uh, at ringside as a fan. Um, then she gets slapped by Stephanie. Uh, the police get involved because Stephanie's slapped uh, somebody who's uh, a fan and not a member of the roster. Um, so then we go to the week after on Raw, and then Brie uh, says, I'll drop the charges uh, as long as uh, you rehire me and you accept my challenge for a match at SummerSlam. So we go into the build-up to that, um, and uh, Stephanie brings in this uh, physical therapist uh, who, um, who called, I think she was called Megan, uh, who ends up being uh, slapped by Brie. That leads to Brie being arrested uh, and um, and having charge pressed against her. Um, so we end up getting uh, after uh, b- uh, bits and bats between the two. We end up going to the SummerSlam match, and uh, Brie is uh, is just about to win when Nikki comes out and she slaps Brie across the face, meaning that Nikki had turned on her sister uh, and left Brie in tears. Um, so that would then lead to, to going into to this match at Hell in a Cell. We got uh, uh, interviews with the two girls. Uh, uh, basically, Nikki felt that she was always in Bree's shadow and whatever Bree wanted, she got. Uh, the match ended up being, uh, had the stipulation where the winner would have to be the personal assistant for the loser. Uh, the loser would have to be the personal assistant for the winner for a month. And if they fail to keep up to those duties, they would be fired from the WWE. So that's where we are up to, up to the match. I've yeah. also 
watched after the match, which we can get into uh, after we uh, we chat about the match a little bit. Yeah, great stuff. That's really good sort of coverage as as to where we are. That's brilliant, Max. Um, heel Nikki Bella is the best Nikki Bella, isn't it? I think <laughs> she really suits that role. I believe you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Brie actually works better as as, as I was going to say good guy then, but babyface, whatever good girl I suppose. No, that's not saying right, does it? You know what I mean though. She works better in that role, I think, yeah. doesn't she? You know. To say that they're both twins, they both work really well as uh, in opposition to each other. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I experienced something in the intros for the match when when the ladies were making their way to the ring. Um, I don't think I've ever experienced before, Mags, to be fair. Um, I was happy to hear Michael Cole. Um, purely because he was talking over the top of that awful Brie mode entrance theme that Brie Bella uses. So I couldn't really hear it. I was really, really happy about that. It, I, was, it, I was genuinely happy to hear Michael Cole, mate. It's the auto-tuning that does it for me. The Brie mode. Oh, it is terrible. The music is it's just it's just garbage, isn't it? WWE's themes around uh, well, a lot of the the themes around this time was so generic. I mean, uh, even Nikki's was it was kind of a, like a generic pop song that you you might have heard around the the mid twenty uh, tens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, but it's I think it, it uh, again. I suppose it's it's synonymous with her now because she's used it for her career. Mm-hmm. But to me, it it really it suits her. You know. I think that works really well. The Brie mode thing, I never got that as, as suiting Brie herself, even though it mentions her name for crying out loud. Uh, that that music for something just didn't seem to fit with Brie Bella to me. But the yeah. Nikki Bella music, I think, does fit with Nikki, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's just a case of uh, giving them both their own identities rather than just being as uh, as a, a partnership. Uh, Nikki's obviously with the fearless. It, it really did kind of fit her. Uh, but yeah, I do get what you mean with the Brie mod. It was almost like we need to come up with something, uh, and and they just chucked that at her, and and it kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not great, not great. <laughs> um, we have Jerry the King Lawler on commentary, and I'm not going to lie, I cringed when I realised he was going to be commentating on this match. Yes, um, but he wasn't as bad as I thought he might be. Uh, it wasn't as lechy potentially. It could have been a lot worse, put it that way, by his standards, I guess. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I, I thought, to be fair, that uh, JBL was the most lecherous of the three. Mm. Yeah. Um, so King's been out-kinged by JBL. <laughs> He's been out-kinged. Brilliant. Um, he, he does make one really daft statement. I appreciate he's trying to get the rivalry in the match and what's on screen at this moment over as much as possible. But Jerry Lawler comes out and says, this may be the ultimate sibling rivalry we have ever had in the WWE. Mm-hmm. So does that mean this is a better sibling rivalry than Undertaker Kane, Brett versus Owen that we covered the other week? Edge it's and just, Christian. Edge and Christian. It's just what well, the hard is when they parted ways for a yeah. while. Uh, it's just a ludicrous statement to make, isn't it? It was, and and the commentary was did so many of these kind of uh, ridiculous claims. I think at one point JBL says uh, we've had uh, many sibling fights. We've had brothers versus brothers, sisters versus sisters, uh, twins versus twins, and then uh, Michael Cole actually fact checks uh, JBL on the show and says 
Well, no, we've never had twins, uh, twin uh, sisters against twin sisters before, and it puts JBL right in his place. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, JBL had a have well. He's got a history, hasn't he, of, of being a bit of a bully. And when he first started commentating with Cole on SmackDown, because um, they were like the they were the, the SmackDown team for quite a while, weren't they? Those two, yeah. they sort of you know they worked together for a while. There were stories about him bringing the best out of Cole because he basically used to try and tear him a new one and embarrass him every week. Yeah. Um, and, it, and eventually, Cole started reacting to it, and it kind of improved them, I think. Yeah, I think it's always been, it's always been a case of uh, he'll try and break you down, and once you stand up to him, in it's it's kind of almost testing boundaries. He knows that uh, you can't, you, he's not going to get the better of you, and that's when you kind of like develop a better relationship with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, know, you, you say this match is only six-ish minutes long, so it's difficult, I think, for. You don't get many six-minute-long classics, I suppose, shall we say. And I, I think with Brie, she's got a bit about her in the ring. She she was fairly fairly decent at times. I think Nikki Bella, to be fair to her, is a little underrated. I think she's better than people give her credit for. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's no, she's not going to be putting on you know six-star matches in the Tokyo Dome or anything like that. She, but she's she was better than people give her credit for. I think looking back on this. Yep. Absolutely, and 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 for for a six minute match, um, and two wrestlers who, who who will never go down as as being the greatest in ring. I actually thought this this wasn't that bad of a match. We saw some pretty good wrestling. Uh, we had backslides. I think Bree went for a backslide and drop mm-hmm. kicks. Uh, there was an electric chair early on in in the in the match. Uh, they did the obvious kind of like abdominal stretches and and kind of like. Uh, um, rest holds, uh, stuff like face busters. Uh, there was a really interesting move which um, uh, where Nika uh, grabs the hair of Brie, picks her up and then flips her over her back, which I thought was was a very clever move. Yeah. But, uh, to say that uh, they, these are, are two fairly, fairly basic wrestlers, I, I actually enjoyed the action that they, they, they put on. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I think my expectations were incredibly low. As yeah, anyone exactly. who follow, as anyone who follows me on Twitter this week will know, I was not looking forward to this. Um, but I think my expectations were so low that what I saw was all right. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't, it, and it never was going to be. You know, Omega or Card. Of course, it wasn't. But it was okay. That you mentioned the missile drop kick from Bree. I thought that looked fantastic. Yeah, um, and seeing wrestling moves again, it's it's almost like the bridging of two eras. I think we've still got the divas title here. It's not, we've not had the whole women's revolution thing that the WWE pushed down everyone's throat as though they invented women's wrestling. Um, that's not quite arrived just yet, I don't think. But at the same time, we're not in the era of just bra and panty matches and so on you're getting a little bit more actual uh the ladies actually trying to actually work i suppose yeah. as opposed to just the, the the tna that we saw once upon a time um, and i think it's kind of this is like kind of bridging the the two eras i guess mags if that makes sense yeah absolutely it makes sense i mean this is a time when uh aj lee was uh was the the Divas champion? So yeah. it was just in that period where we were coming away from the Divas and more going to the actual uh, women's ch- uh, championship. So yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely in, in uh, the 
it's in that floating part where you can see there's improvements coming. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because AJ Lee was great, wasn't she? And Paige late, later on in the, in this same show, she defends her title against Paige, mm-hmm. and Paige could go in the ring as well. Um, so you're heading into, I suppose, more of a quality match sort of situation as opposed to who looks the hottest i suppose mm-hmm. is, is the two sort of things i mean don't get me wrong nikki bella my word this lady is incredibly she's stunning she's a mate she looks she's she's stunning fair play to her brie bella's an attractive lady as well good luck to them all but if i'm watching a wrestling show i want to watch wrestling mm-hmm. so it's good to see even in this this sort of a couple of years before the the women's revolution again i use you know floating air marks here because i hate that term but it's it's good to see them sort of heading in the right direction here, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's one move I didn't quite like too much, really. Um, there's, I suppose it's a standard from women's wrestling around this time and, and, and the years building up to this. And that's where the one lady is on the floor. Her opponent stands on her hair and then yeah. pulls her hands. Um, and it always looks it, well, it can look quite nasty because the theory is you're pulling the, the cl- massive clumps of, of your opponent's hair at the same time by standing on the hair whilst pulling the person up. But this was so transparent. Um, Nikki was doing this move to Brie. Brie put put on a neck bridge. And it's just obvious that there was no pressure on her hair whatsoever. It was just basically she was holding her sister's hands whilst doing a neck bridge. And it kind of, that kind of took away from the match a little bit for me, Mag. So I'm not going to lie. If I'm watching something and it's that apparent how they're doing this, that kind of ruins the magic for me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's understandable. Uh, but um, it, I mean, we keep saying it, but these are, are not two um, classically trained wrestlers, I suppose. They were, they were brought in to promote. WWE uh, on on uh, Total Debs and then Total Bella. So the fact that they can still put on a serviceable match, uh, I've got to give props to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose, again, very short match. There's not masses to cover, I suppose. The finish comes with, um, I think it's the second time Nikki Bella hits her sister with the rack attack move yeah, that she, she- called. She did. She did it the first time. The uh, the rack attack for for people who don't know is that you get the uh, the your opponent uh, on your shoulders, kind of almost like you're going to give them a burning hammer, um, and then you just drop to your knees. So it, that for me is a, a very weak finishing move. Uh, but the Bree sells it like a champ. Uh, kicks out after two. Catches the the yes lock, which uh, I thought was a brilliant uh, kind of transition. But then again, Nick, she uh, gets a rope break, I think, with her foot, uh, lands that heavy forearm that the uh, the the, the uh, commentary sold as the same forearm that she got hit with uh, when uh, when Nikki turned on Brie and then hit the rack attack again and, and picked up a, a very clean victory. Yeah, yeah. You say you, you think the rack attack's a, a relatively weak finisher. I, I thought it looked quite good. Well, where is the 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 pain on the person on the shoulders? Because surely all the pressure will be on the the person holding the 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 opponent in the rack attack and then dropping to the knees. Oh yeah, I guess, I guess. I don't know why, but I, I saw it and I was like, I'd forgotten about this move. I'd forgotten that this was yeah. her finisher. So when she did it, I was like, oh, okay, I quite liked it. But you know, I suppose logically, you look at it from from that standpoint. I, I see what you mean. But I mean, I, you, I you're, putting the, 
I thought she was going for a burning hammer. I thought, Jesus Christ, these are these are not classically trained wrestlers. Are they? Is she going to actually do one of the most dangerous moves that uh, has ever been invented? But luckily, <laughs> she she only went for a rack attack. Yeah, I suppose the point of your shoulders going into the ribs or something, or the back, or I, I don't know. I don't know what I, th- I thought it looked all right, but you know, <laughs> there yeah, I mean, we go. It, it worked. It, it did exactly what it needed to do. Yeah. Yeah, so she picks up the win there. Nikki Bella, sorry, uh, not she. She picks up, uh, Nikki Bella picks up the win. Um, Stipulation meaning then that Brie is her, has to operate as Nikki's personal assistant for 30 days or she will be fired. Correct. Um, Max, I I know you did a little uh, research post-match. Where do we go from there? So um, this stipulation uh, kind of went the way of uh, a lot of these stipulations for WWE uh, go. It it worked at the beginning, but then kind of just got forgot about. Um, so after this, we go to uh, uh, Nikki challenging for the the Divas title. She wins a I think a battle royal, um, and she ends up being the number one contender. So um, in the lead up to a match with uh, AJ Lee, which is a Survivor Series, uh, we see um, matches with uh, Nikki facing uh, Brie, but Brie's dressed like AJ, AJ Lee. Uh, AJ Lee comes out and uh, uh, is on commentary for a while, and she uh, causes Nikki to to lose to Brie J Lee. I would I would assume that she was going to be called. Um, uh, then we get um, uh, AJ Lee dressing as Brie and coming out to her theme music to have a match against Nikki. Uh, it just all those kind of like shenanigans to keep this story fresh. Uh, basically, the story uh, was was revolving around how Nikki and uh, Brie married uh, or were partners with uh, with huge uh, wrestling stars, and AJ was an actual talented wrestler and uh one of the lines of this storyline would really got me was when uh aj tells nikki that uh wrestling talent is not sexually transmitted uh for a pg rage <laughs> so i thought that was absolutely brilliant that is fantastic so we get to um survivor series uh brie is uh I think she had two days left. Uh, her her uh, tenure as as um, Nikki's uh, personal assistant actually ran out on the the, the day after Survivor Series, after the Raw. Um, so she helps uh, AJ, she helps Nikki win the title in in uh, thirty two seconds, and uh, they do a little uh, call back to uh, if you remember when AJ was with Daniel Bryan and she gave him the kiss that that cost him the title. They did a callback to that where uh, Brie kisses AJ, and which means AJ turns into uh, to Nikki, getting the the forearm, then the rack attack, and uh, a very quick title swap. Uh, but when we get to the Raw, uh, Nikki has a, a celebration, and um, they just forget about the fact that that Brie, uh, as contract as as uh, the personal assistant is is running out and they just say oh yeah they, they, they're now getting along much better they're going to keep being friends and you know it's just a, a bit of a damp squib ending to yeah. what could have been a, a really good show because you would have you would have expected that we would get the payoff from the the, the heel turn but we just never did they both just tense stayed being in the in the characters that they were and carried on uh, being friends 
So it's just a storyline that petered out and disappeared, and that was that, really. The WWE way. Yeah, there's so many of those, isn't there? <laughs> storylines that just that just vanish, you know? Correct. I'll tell you what, we could actually make that a topic, maybe. Maybe we'll do that for next week, Max. Storylines people remember that just disappear, and, mm-hmm. uh, and we can have a little look at some of the that worst we, or the best of those. never got closure on. Yeah, storylines that vanish with no closure, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I reckon we could do that for next week, mate. What do you reckon? Yep, let's do it. Okay, sweet. No worries. Um, yeah, so there we go. I mean, I mean, Nikki Bella went on to be an absolute star, didn't she? She she mm-hmm. won. She was number one in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 50 top women's wrestlers the following year. That's, that is a mockery. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, she won Diva of the Year through Rolling Stone. I mean, that <laughs> I can understand because it doesn't necessarily rely on being a good wrestler to be a good WWE Diva, but the PWR, I mean, that just shows that there's no... <laughs> that that should not be recognised as, as no. a, a viable outlet if Nikki Bella was the best female wrestler in the world for that year. I mean, in 2015, yep. Yeah. No, no hate to anyone who's a Nikki Bella fan. I know Anya was a, a huge fan, but she was not a brilliant wrestler. No, no. Um, she won the Choice Teen Choice Awards Female Athlete of the Year in 2016. That's quite impressive. This is all voted for by by teenage Kids. fans, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, so she's got a following, I guess. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then they went on to have a successful career with reality television as well, didn't they? I mean, they've made a fair few quid doing what they do, so good luck yeah, to them, I guess. I mean, arguably, they've been one of the, the biggest stars in the last 10 years of, of, of WWE outside of, in, in terms of like crossover appeal uh, with Total Divas and then Total Bellas. They've been huge hits. Mm, yeah, and uh, Nikki was one of the, the first big opponents for Ronda Rousey as well, wasn't she? Yeah. She uh, was that just after the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was quite early on, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And that was a that was a big deal as well. So, yeah, I mean, it was a nice little trip down memory lane. It was a nice little, um, uh, again, just reviewing something I haven't seen or people I haven't re- watched wrestle in a long time. But ultimately, am I going to go back and watch this again? No, probably not. <laughs> um, we'll give it our rating then, Mags. Shall we, my friend? Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I, I came into this thinking this is going to be an absolute stinker. That was the whole point of picking it, just to uh, just to make you watch something absolutely terrible. I don't think I've succeeded. I think it was not that terrible. It's not exactly on the levels of Okada and Omega, uh, granted, but it certainly wasn't as poor as, as Sting versus Meng. Mm. Um I'm happy to go fairly middle of the road with this one. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go four point five. Four point five. Okay. Okay. Four point five for Max. I've got a smidge higher, actually. Believe it or not, wow. I've, I've given it a, the, the flat five. You broke um, our, our seven point one. Oh, uh, mate, equal I've... ratio. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to keep a note so I owe you point five. <laughs> as, as soon as I notice it, I go and screw it up. Yeah, story of my life. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think I'm gonna go for the for the flat five. I don't. I didn't enjoy this any more or any less, I guess, than the Steiner Booker T 
um, straight jacket what? match. I, I've, With Stan's super strength. Wow. Mate, rein, reinforced cloth he broke then, didn't he? Reinforced cloth. He did. He absolutely um, did. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it any more or any less. It's not something I'm going to rush back and watch again, but it's not something that was horrific, like Sting versus Meng. So I'll, I'll give it the same sort of rating, I guess. Five out of ten for me, buddy. I mean, sounds fair. Uh, I just wanted to rate it down a little bit. I didn't think it was incredibly middle of the road. It was, it was just on the lower side of of average. We just, we just know that you're an absolute whore for any straight jacket steel cage matches, mate. That's your, <laughs> you know, that's your favourite stipulation. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. You are absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay then mate I suppose the next step as always is to link to the next the next topic the next link in the chain so the wonderful listeners out there can uh, vote to decide whereabouts we're going um, again bud do you want to go first or second oh I'm, I'll happily go first okay um, so we've had um, we've had a, a lot of familial con- connections over the last few weeks um, and I think I'm going to I'm going to keep on that that uh, kind of train. Um, I'm going to veer away from uh, siblings uh, uh, facing each other now because I think we've done that to death for a little bit. Um, but we we know that uh, the the Bellas were uh, basically partners of some huge huge stars in in the wrestling world. Um, Nikki was obviously with uh, John Cena for a, a long long time. And Brie uh, is part of one of wrestling's power couples with uh, her and, and Daniel Bryan being a, a happily married couple. And uh, I thought I'd go with a Daniel Bryan match. Um, okay. Because I wanted to get away from watching terrible matches. Uh, I regretted putting forward uh, another awful match, so I thought I'd put forward a good match. And it's actually one of Daniel Bryan's... Um, most highly rated matches. Uh, he's for a, for a bit of context. Daniel Bryan has never got a five star rating from uh, Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer. That's which, insane. Which is it is it's absolutely mental. But he has got six four and three quarter matches. Okay, and two of them have been in the WWE. He's got uh, three from Ring of Honor, one from uh, Wrestle uh, Dragon Gate, I believe, uh, and two from the WWE. Uh, both, uh, funnily enough, with the same opponent, uh, 18 months apart. Um, so we've got um, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan on an episode of SmackDown uh, in uh, the middle of last year, who is one that I could go with. But the one I'm actually going to go with is uh, the the match between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan from TLC 2018. Uh, it was a match for the, for the WWE title. Daniel Bryan was going in as champion and defending against uh, AJ Styles. Like I said, it's one of his six... Uh, four and three quarter star matches so I thought we'd watch some good wrestling for a change and watch Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles from TLC 2018 see I can remember that I've not watched it back since it happened but I can remember that being really 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 good so yeah that's a great shape mate that's a great I mean Daniel Bryan's fantastic AJ Styles is one of my favorites absolutely brilliant talent there on both sides of the ring so yeah that's that's a great shape mate that's a great shape um, shall we see where I'm going to go? 
WrestleMania 7 where he Hulk Hogan <laughs> saved the world. See, it's funny you mention that, Max. It's funny, it's really, really odd coincidence you bring that up at this moment. Because, I mean, first of all, um, speaking of coincidences, do you know, obviously, chain wrestling comes out on a Wednesday, as everyone knows, and it's everyone's highlight of the week, of course. Um, certainly is, certainly, man. Yeah, definitely. Now, next week's episode, do you know what the date is next Wednesday, Mags? Um, the 24th? That's right, the 24th of March, mate. The 24th of March, 2021. That's exactly to the day, 30 years since WrestleMania 7, when Hulk Hogan saved the world. Fucking fact-checking that. Have a look, mate. Have a look. March 24th, 1991. WrestleMania 7. Oh, Jesus. Exactly 30 years to the day, mate. Now, that's too much of a coincidence to pass up, isn't it? So I'm going to take the link of Nikki Bella being number one in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 50. Uh, <laughs> you arsehole. The very first Pro Wrestling Illustrated Men's 500 was in 1991, and Hulk Hogan won it. So with that link, we're actually, ladies and gentlemen, chain wrestling listeners and fans and supporters, that the, the day the has arrived. You, the moment you have been waiting for for four months. The, the moment has arrived, and it just so happens to drop on a Wednesday, and that's a complete fluke. I had no idea about that until a week or two ago when I looked it up. The moment is here at last. We are actually going to try if you people on in, in Twitterland decide so, and please decide so. We are going to get Mags to watch this match that he despises one more time, and we're going to talk about the awful Sergeant Slaughter, Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 7 main event, when Hogan saves the world. Oh my word. We're going to do it, Mags. This is it. No tease this time. No swerve. No second option. This is it. Wow. And and if it loses, it never gets brought up again. That's the stipulation. I'm doing a, a Nikki Bella stipulation. It can never be brought up again. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, all right, I'm in. I'm going. I've got that much. I've got that much faith in our listeners that you know that they, they got they got to chuck me one anyway, mate. Because you've won three in a row, now. It's got to be my turn, surely. I mean, they've got a choice. They can have a, a watch along and and review absolutely technical wrestling brilliance uh, with Daniel Bryan and, and uh, AJ Styles, or they can watch this absolute horror show of a match where it was literally just to prove how uh how powerful america was uh and how terrible of a wrestler hulk hogan was don't uh don't listen to him wrestling twitter <laughs> he's, he's trying to he's trying to influence you there yeah, okay? and, and buttering up the electorate yeah the, uh, the story here is not the wrestlemania 7 sergeant slaughter Hulk Hogan match per se. The story here is making Mags watch it again because he fucking hates it. That's the story behind it. <laughs> and then I don't, talk- I don't think wrestling Twitter would do me dirty like that. No, they oh, absolutely you. would. 
They absolutely uh, fucking won. <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. That's it. And it's not to be bought up again if it loses. Okay. I, I'm I'm taking that bet, mate. I'm taking that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw throw myself upon the mercy of wrestling Twitter and say it's the thirty year anniversary to the day. Come on, we can't miss this opportunity. We can't miss this. We can. <laughs> okay, so those are your options. If you go to the Chain Wrestling Twitter account at Chain underscore Wrestling, after you listen to this episode, within um, a few hours to a day after this episode is released, the next tweet in the thread will be the poll, and your options are AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan in an absolute technical masterclass at TLC 2018, or we make Mags squirm and moan and listen to him gripe about a match that we have teased on the show since episode one, because that was the first time I brought it up. And it's the 30 year (laughs) anniversary of March the 7th, uh, sorry, WrestleMania 7, March 24th, 1991, 30 years to the day. Hogan saves the world from the evil Iraqi sympathizer, Sergeant Slaughter. And those are your options. At chain underscore wrestling. Vote away, people. Vote for WrestleMania 7. Vote away, people. Um, Mags, before we go anywhere else, do you want to let people know whereabouts they can find you online? Yes, sir. Um, you can find me voting for AJ Styles versus <laughs> Daniel Bryan <laughs> on Twitter at DJ Kerber. And if push comes to shove, I may have to use podcast accounts to sway the vote. So I'm just saying, don't make me, don't make me cheat. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me cheat. <laughs> I'm going to start creating. I'm going to have like 47. Yeah, just, <laughs> just loads of accounts. One, They all follow Chain Wrestling. Just oh. one follower. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's that's a big swerve as well. You saying that if it loses, I can't bring it up again. Because that's, that's I did not see that coming. That's a big, that's a real added, oh. that's added spice to this. If this is the Bellas good. can have stipulations, then we can have stipulations. Exactly. Okay. Um, yep, yeah, so that's where you can find Mr. Max. Um, you can find me at SJP Words and the show again at chain underscore wrestling. Um, vote for WrestleMania 7. <laughs> and next week, we will be looking at storyline 7. WrestleMania 7, yeah, <laughs> hopefully so. Uh, we will also be looking at storylines that. Um, had no closure or vanished or anything like that Uh, it could be quite amusing so get your tweets into that Um, i'll put another message out asking for them as well um yeah that's it i'm off now to super kick my sister Uh, mags i will speak to you next week my friend (laughs) bye-bye